Welcome to Open Banking Expo Unplugged, bringing you the brightest minds in open banking, open finance and beyond. Hello and welcome to another episode of Open Banking Expo Unplugged. I'm Ellie Duncan, Head of Editorial and Broadcast at Open Banking Expo, and as always, I'm your host. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Sara Costantini, who is the Managing Director at credit bureau company CRIF. Uh, Sara joins me to discuss the findings from CRIF's most recent survey titled Banking on Banks, released just last month. In fact, um, she recently spoke at the Open Banking Expo UK event in London in October, where she presented some of the results from this survey. But today we're going to dig into those a little bit more during the podcast and and ultimately find out why CRIF wanted to conduct this survey, what, what they hope to find from the research. So welcome to the podcast, Sarah. Thank you, Ellie, and thanks everybody for listening to this and good morning. Well, let's start with um, with kind of the survey itself. What, can you explain what prompted CRIF to launch the Banking on Banks survey? You know, what did you hope to achieve through this research? Absolutely. I think that what we want to uh, reach and achieve was a better understanding of the needs, both from our customers and also from our customers' customers, because uh, we think that... Uh, through serving our customers, customers customers better, we also reach out uh, the better needs and the better pain points for our banks and financial institutions working with us. And uh, this is particularly true in this timing, in this timing of uh, crisis, in this crime, in this timing of uh, economic uh, issues for for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Um, certainly, you know, against the backdrop of the cost of living crisis. These findings are even more interesting. Um, in fact, one of the main findings from your research is that in the UK, after family and friends, banks are regarded by 57% of consumers as having a duty to provide support to people amid challenging financial environments, uh, second only to the government at 64%. And um, so what do you think this, this tells us? Because I find that a, a really interesting statistic. I find the statistics very interesting too. And I think that all in all, um, this uh, tells us that uh, banks play a very, very vital and important role in all of this. And uh, actually, banks are viewed as uh, people's second chance or second line of defense uh, to make sure that can be assisted, can be uh, provided with services um, when dealing with these uh, uncertain um, economics. Um, events. So I think all in all, this is very important because banks should get an understanding that they have a really actual um, role, an active role in managing this uh, crisis, in helping their customers, making sure that they can provide tailored services for them, making sure that they can be, that can provide services that are bespoke to them, and they can be even proactive in uh, supporting their everyday expenses, just like the surveys tells us. Yeah, I think that that word proactive is 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 really important. And and I'm interested to find out whether you know the survey, uh, your research revealed any generational differences among UK and, and European consumers. Um, in fact, can you explain also exactly who you went out to? You, you did survey across several European countries, didn't you? Yes. We serve out countries from the UK and uh, from um, Europe. Uh, among these countries, we had uh, Germany, 
uh, we had France, we had Czech and Slovak Republic, and we had, of course, Italy. Uh, we went out surveying, uh, interviewing consumers, mainly. The, the, the thing that, was, uh, that I find particularly interesting, Ellie, is that uh, actually the behavior among, of, among the, let's say, the interviewed were pretty homogeneous all over the Europe and the UK. So we didn't find any specific elements of differentiation apart from one. And uh, this element says basically that uh, in the UK, people prefer digital services more than the European ones. And this is crossover on all the, say, ages and uh, social conditions, whatever. So UK is, for some peculiar reason, more keen in digital than the rest of Europe. Yeah, do you, do you have a, a theory about why that, why that might be? I think that probably this is uh, linked to cultural uh, attitude, the background, where probably particularly in the financial sector, UK has always been ahead of uh, the rest of Europe, mainly linked to regulations and um, probably economic condition coming along and from the, from the real government and uh, central European banks uh, regulation. So I think all in all, it's also an attitude, also because we found out that uh, the, the consumers in the UK were also very, very keen in using app and using digital journey related services. So it's a combination of culture, IT, uh, government uh, and social infrastructure. Yeah, yeah. And actually, that leads nicely on to my next question. So overall, then, did the findings indicate any sort of attitudinal differences, you know, in how UK and European consumers view the relationship with their banks? I think that uh, everybody is very, very common in sharing the, 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 the idea that uh, they think that the banks should do more to help them. And this is quite a significant percentage uh, as uh, it reaches 73% of our interviews. So this is, uh, really, um, this is really key. They, all, they also said that uh, uh, they haven't had a huge wow experience with their uh, lenders. So the user journey is always suffering. Apps are most of the time not properly working. Um, there is a lack of communication with their, with their institutions. So there is not a great uh, uh, area of interaction between the two. And this is, of course, offering lots of opportunities to, to our customers on the basis of keeping this monitored and uh, making sure that they can take advantage out of this. Another um, important figure that I think it's worth uh, mentioning is that when the, the consumers have been asked, uh, well, what about uh, interacting with the banks and what do you think about uh, interacting with them? They said quite negatively that uh, 77% of them said that they are quite uh, concerned about being approached by banks. Reason for this is mainly linked to the fact that they don't believe that the banks ultimately follow their own interest, but look after their own interest, the bank's own interest, and also because they feel that they are sold with something that is not specifically uh, tailored to them. So this general purpose approach is probably something that is not uh, uh, very well um, received by the consumers. That's interesting because I think that sort of consumer attitude towards banks, I guess a lot of that originally did seem to stem from the global financial crisis, didn't it, back in sort of 2007, 2008. And I think 
Would it be fair to say that, that many banks in the meantime feel that they've worked hard to regain consumers' trust? So do you think banks would be surprised at those findings or, or not? I think to some extent, no. But uh, those that could uh, be enlightened by what they read and what they have uh, would have a great opportunity in getting this better and getting this through. Because actually they have the... the uh, they have the assist from, from our citizens, from our consumers uh, in doing better. Let's, for example, uh, the survey uh, clearly revealed uh, that the consumers are willing even to share data. And it's a huge uh, benefit to the open banking and huge assist to those, that, those lenders that want to uh, engage with open banking. Of course, they want something in return. But what they want in return is not something that is unreasonable. It's something that is very, very likely to occur and also justifiable. Like, for example, um, an improved liability to borrow, fair. Uh, like, for example, um, access to higher credit limits, why not? Uh, like, for example, um, being warned by their financial issues in advance. And this is, again, something that uh, it's quite normal and very, very positive to, to provide and to be, ask, to be asking for, or also uh, helping them saving money. And again, this is something that uh, is very well received. Um, so again, there is uh, a, a lot of uh, a huge possibility of uh, interacting and even doing better on the basis of having a more recipient uh, uh, lending institutions on one side, and again, a very available um, consumer base on the other. Yeah, and, and on that point about data, actually, I wondered what, what your research in particular showed about consumers' attitudes towards data sharing. Were they a little bit sort of cautious about this? And, and if so, what would encourage them to kind of share more of their data with, with the banks? Yeah, the, uh, I think that one of the reasons uh, they are very, or they are more sceptical about is, of course, issues related to privacy and, above all, fraud as this, is seem, this seems to be still a very hot topic and a very hot warning. But at the same time, at the same time there is a, an, an open attitude in doing this on the basis of, um, as I was saying before, something that is given in return. So there is really huge possibility of uh, making this work better. Yes, absolutely. And, and I guess it's in both consumers and banks' interests, isn't it, to, to ensure that that um, sharing of data takes place in a sort of secure environment, right? Because I guess that's the key, isn't it, to for banks to be able to offer those more personalised services, right? Yes, definitely. Trust is important. And so, you know, having spoken about some of these really key findings from your research, I'm interested to, to hear from you about what you think both banks in the UK and, and in Europe can learn about how to use sort of open banking technology to, as we've talked about, deliver the right products and services to their customers. So, so those really personalised offerings. I, th I think that there is a huge space for customising and personalising uh, of the service. Uh, so it's not a general purpose, but it's something that is bespoke to the single customer needs. I think that there is a huge possibility of uh, um, exploiting, harnessing the, the amount of data that is available there uh, with some um, artificial intelligence or analytics tool that could really improve the service even more. 
So on one side, we have a, a product that addresses the pain points. On the other, we have a better uh, user journey to get engaged through. Um, and then again, through this, provide best-in-class support and best-in-class communication service. And again, this is something that is sorting the frustration of uh, apps that are not working or digital services that are not properly up to speed. All in all, I think from uh, the bank perspective, there is a huge holistic risk assessment that is, again, working against fraud and working in favor of the consumers that are virtuous. And at the same time, I mean, we need uh, to guarantee security, but this goes above all. So I would say that probably, to summarize, the financial providers need to work to demonstrate the benefit of open banking uh, and also to improve trust, especially around uh, sharing data and financial information. And this uh, will enable them to better support customers uh, during these uh, uh, economic times that, again, we are saying that are very, very relevant, severe and also quite bad. Yeah, and that's a really good point at which to sort of um, come to an end. But I, I do also sort of have, have one more question. So, you know, when you say if you come to do the same survey in a year's time, would you expect to see um, or would you hope to see rather any changes there? So would you hope to see that consumers have more trust in their banks and, and, and so on? I would really hope that, I mean, this is the aim uh, of, of our work, of our everyday work. I would ideally to see, first of all, less economic impacts and uh, a bit of uh, less inflation rate and uh, less uh, impacts on our economic bills. So this is my wish number one. The wish number two is, of course, uh, a wider approach from banks uh, when it comes to adopting open banking. And then, of course, uh, the third aspect would be absolutely happier consumers on uh, on their side and also happier consumers on um, everybody's uh, life. Well, we'll have to get you get you back on then in a year's time and, and see what the results tell us. Um, but Sarah, thank you so much for talking us through the report and, and your your key findings there. Absolutely fascinating to to kind of hear what consumers really think across Europe and the UK about about their banks and about sharing data. So thank you very much. Thank you, Ellie. Thanks, everybody. My thanks again to Sarah from CRIF there for giving us some of the main findings from their Banking on Banks survey. Absolutely fascinating to hear what consumers really feel and think about some of uh, you know their relationships with banks and, and sharing their data, of course. Uh, you can listen back to recent episodes of Open Banking Expo Unplugged on the on-demand section of the website. Uh, that's all from me for now. Until next time, goodbye.